0: Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Loga the Barbarian. And today I've got a special guest with me, Giuseppe Rotondo. Giuseppe, could you tell us a bit about yourself and Lands of Legends?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, I've written this thing, which is my first uh, self-published product. Uh, but I've been working on RPGs for six years now. I started as a translator from English to Italian, mostly with Savage World stuff. I've been working with the Italian licensee. So I, I've actually translated the, final, the last edition, the, yeah, the Savage Worlds Adventure edition in Italian. I translated it two years ago, two, three. And all of the Deadlands stuff and Reaper stuff And that's how I began working on RPGs, actually. Lands of Legends was written before all of that. I wrote it with my friend Mauro Longo, who co authored it. We actually split 50% of the (laughs) writing, which was easy because it's 500 areas and 500 encounters. We wrote half of them for each category. So five are mine and five are his in every table. And we, we wrote it like 10 years ago. Uh, so I, I think this is one of the most playtested problems <laughs> <laughs> because it's been uh, one of our tools as gems for all this time. We got uh, a lot of been... a lot of use
0: out of it over the years.
1: Yes, yes. We we wrote it together with the idea of publishing it and we proposed the manuscript to James Raggi or Raggi. I have no idea how to pronounce that. Yeah. In like, in like 2012, I think. And he said, yes, it's nice. OK, we can talk about it. But then we, <laughs> we never again <laughs> heard from him. Never heard back. And then we, and then we both, Mauro and I, started working, me as a translator, and Mauro as a social media manager for several uh, RPG publishers here in Italy. So we had other stuff. To deal with, and we practically forgot about Lands of Legends until this year when uh, we saw zin Quest 3 on Kickstarter, and then Maro said, "Come on, let's try. Let's put this out." Yeah, you already uh, had
0: the content. Why not?
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. It was all written. It was written in our very poor English from ten years ago, <laughs> but we. Uh, we re-edited everything, and now we had the, the know-how and the assets and the context to make uh, cool your own.
0: Photos. Yeah, your own self-published stuff. It's all yours now. That's great. I love that. <laughs> For the <laughs> listeners who may not be aware of Lands of Legends, it's, it's a. It, there's five zines, correct?
1: Yes. Five. And
0: and each one has kind of a different theme, and each one has a hundred different encounters. And it's got a 100 different areas you can explore. Who do you think is the, the target audience for these zines and get the most use out of them?
1: The, it's certainly the OFRGM or DM. Yeah. Who, who wants to play a, a, a hex crawl sandbox campaign because the areas section is designed so that you can create your own. Uh, small or vast sandbox region with each and every single forest somehow unique because one of the pro- possible problems of running a sandbox is that uh, miles and miles and miles of forests are all the same and after two three twenty days of travel at the table it, it gets boring it's always the same encounter table and probably it's the same for every single forest in your campaign. With these uh, areas table, you have a chance to make every single forest unique because of the animals living there of special conditions, because the trees are different, because something is different and unique for that very special forest. And that's uh, the same for mountains and plains and rivers. You have tables with 10 items for each terrain in each zine.
0: Yeah, there seems to be a lot of flavorful things for the different encounters and for the different locations. That I have. now, I haven't read through all five, all of them. I've been reading through them in portions because there's a lot, a lot there. It's not really a lot of information fleshed out, but it's got cool little details for you to start and work with if you're running a hex crawl and you DM yes, along. The, the, the
1: idea for the areas is that you use them when you prepare your sandbox, yes. so you. Uh, have a general description of what is peculiar about that area, and you figure out how you want to use it. Uh, you can translate that into a custom encounter table for that forest, for that mountain, and especially you want to make it work with uh, what's around it. Uh, for example, one of the green areas in the mountains table is a path through the mountain range which is the, the only uh, usable path through it. You like cross the mountain range in one tenth of the time or even faster because it's very easy to go through it. But you age 10 years when you go through it because of the curse.
0: Yeah, it's, so, got, it's got a lot of crazy, it, neat, unique things that you it, haven't thought of yet. And, and if you had run in a lot of the sandbox material out there, they don't have... They have like a dungeon, how much treasure and stuff like that often. This is not that. This is it's not expensive. laying the world out. It's, it's giving there's, unique flavor.
1: There's plenty of dungeons you can buy or generate online. Uh, uh, the idea of Lens of Legends came from the thing that I, that I couldn't find as a GM to bring the sandbox. I wanted my world to be special and I wanted every place to be unique for, with a reason to go there or a reason to stay away from some places. And reasons to exploit it somehow so this, this example of the special path that makes sense within a campaign when you have a reason to go through that mountain range fast so yep. you accept to age 10 years <laughs> so there's a give
0: it. and take there it's, it's something that they're sacrificing to get there quickly it's, yes, it, exactly. it that, some...
1: that might make sense within a campaign when you have a reason to go through those mountains very, very quickly, because you need to reach the other side in two days, for example. Yes, and the, the, there are, so you, you, you must tailor those to what's your campaign like, in a way. And it depends on what's in, around each area in your world. Yes. Uh, some some places are crazy with features that are immediately evident. When yes. Going into that area, so if there's people in the areas around it, they surely know those features, and that's your job as a GM to make uh, to draw the consequences of information, because we cannot know what you put. <laughs> next to what (laughs) yeah
0: that is the dungeon master's job keeping concealed now there's five different there's five different zines and each one has a theme one is grim one is on fairy one is primeval, sort of uh i don't want to say jurassic park but sort of that lost (laughs) land type the type field then there's one that's holy like spiritual clerical stuff and then one's mundane what do you yes. mean by mundane when you
1: say mundane? <laughs> mundane was not the perfect word for it. Uh, in, in one word, uh, that's low magic with no specific flavor. Uh, I know that mundane was not the perfect word for it because to most people, mundane means boring, trivial, yes. for sake. <laughs> we used that word in the sense of uh, everyday, worldly. Okay, So is it more That's, low
0: magic or is it more just the common what you'd expect from a fantasy campaign?
1: It, it's the low magic vanilla fantasy that you can drop into any type of campaign. The way we used this as GMs in our games is to have areas and encounters from the themes that we wanted to use plus always a lot of stuff from mundane from the mundane ones because you can add those in Pretty much any type of campaign. Yeah, yeah it'll so be the,
0: compatible the, with most things people that, do run, like yeah, swords and exactly. wizardry. OS. You can yeah. pretty
1: much drop, drop those into any type of campaign, from Ravenloft to Byron Okay. So you really <laughs> want the good. mundane one as well? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that, that's basic one. That's, uh, well, when we did the Kickstarter, we we put the mundane as the only one you could have as a single zine. There, there was one pledge for the mundane alone because that was the, the universal one. For it was, it is fit for any type of campaign. While well, you might not want to have rim encounters and areas in your game, but there's nothing boring about it, <laughs> it's not boring. <laughs> I can assure you, do not you. mean Everything boring when we unique. say mundane, <laughs>
0: that's and, not. And,
1: we, and we've tried to make areas and encounters as engaging and, and as possible with no uh linear uh way to go through it through the encounter with situations that require the players to make decisions which are not forced on them
0: and engage with them this i like that kind of stuff what now real quick what formats are you can you get this at can you get a print format anywhere where should people be going to find this and pick it up
1: uh they are all on drive through rpg both in well all of them are available as pdf now, currently, and we have the uh, Mundane and Grim scene already available as print on demand. We are still waiting for our proof print copies for the mm-hmm. others. It takes, it really takes a lot. We have to prepare special different PDF files for the print version, and we've already sent those. Now we're waiting for approval and physical copies to reach us, which Brexit has made it. A nightmare yeah <laughs> shipping from UK i mean Italy, so shipping from UK has become a, a nightmare it takes more than a month now well, As we'll
0: try to link some links in the in the on the on the podcast episode at the bottom so if you look at the anchor FM site or maybe even we'll try to put a few on our blog site so people can reach those and they'll be easy to find. Are you working on anything new right now?
1: <laughs> yes uh, I'm trying to Right, a uh, mega dungeon. I love those. For, <laughs> for quest 4 meaning, I'll have to put all of it in less than uh, hundred <laughs> pages. Yeah, you know, I ri- <laughs> yes, I it. Yes, I originally thought of sixty-four pages. I don't think it will be <laughs> <laughs> enough sixty-four pages. So I've already changed it to one hundred. So and that will be for old school essentials this time. Oh, that's exciting. Le- Lens of Legends is generic OSR with a small little reference here and there to hit dice, armor class, saves. This mega dungeon will be for old school essentials specifically. That's it will exciting. Be a, a cursed castle with a lot of backstory uh, with secrets that players might find out during the exploration of the castle and what's underneath it
0: that's exciting i gonna be looking forward to that we'll definitely have to talk about that more as kickstar or as a uh, zine quest four comes around so that's about all we have time for today if you've enjoyed this episode please share it on social media tell your friends about it uh, go ahead and visit us on our website wobblies and you can find us on facebook just search wobblies and wizards so i can follow giuseppe Do you have anything you would like to, where people can find you online? You can tell them where to find you at.
1: Sure, people can find me as Giuseppe Rodondo on Facebook, or they can hit my blog accentspice.blogspot.com, or on Twitter accentspice again. Or my Facebook page, Action Spice again.
0: <laughs> and I'll I'll leave a link to the blog and and all that too as well in the description so people can find that. I was on the blog earlier reading through there. Get ready for this. And as always, keep those dice rolling.